like a cork in the ocean over his head. The terrace set sail for home. And the Eagles Welcome back everyone, it's We Talk Footy episode number 8. My name is Joel and I'm joined once again by Jay. Jay, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. A few technical issues, but you know, getting there. Now we're going to do something a little bit different today. We're just going to jump straight into the game. So, are you ready to fire up the game, Jay? Yes, let's let's go straight into it. It's okay. impartial for both of us, so... Cool. Now it's the 2004 preliminary final between Port and St Kilda and we're firing it up uh, I don't know what version anyone's going to be watching from but this is about 11 seconds before the bounce down so on three two one go and uh, as we see them all preparing this do or die clash with the winner going through to the grand final uh, we've actually we had last week off, Jay, and uh, you know, I had something come up, then you had something come up, and you're feeling ready and refreshed? Yeah, I think so. You know, we're, we're going to do it with a pretty pretty good game, pretty monumental game for the Saints, So, apart from losing, but, you know, that, that's their thing, really. <laughs> yeah, I actually got a few things about both clubs, but we can touch on that as we talk about the game. This is a bit of a fast start, as you'd expect in a prelim final. Everyone's going in hot. Where did Port finish? So Port finished on top of the ladder. It did too, and line second. Okay. And Saint third. That's a pretty solid game, isn't it? Yeah, but... This is actually the third season in a row they finished top of the ladder as well. Yeah. So I've got some stats on them. Port uh, debuted 1997. It was the first year in the comp. Obviously a traditional club in the SANFL. Graduated to the big leagues. Uh, replacing Fitzroy. Uh, won't go into the... What fours and why? Semantics. Um, they missed finals in their first season just by percentage to Brisbane. Uh, it wasn't much in it. Didn't make the finals until their third season. That was 1999. Lost that. They finished seventh and they lost their first final, first and only final that year. Dropped down to 14th in 2000. But then 2001 is when they started the, this this era of the Port Adelaide uh, power in their quest for their first flag. They finished third in 2001, but went out in straight sets. First, first in 2002, 
lost their first final, beat Essendon in their second final, made a prelim but were knocked out by Brisbane. In 03, they finished first again. Uh, on 18 wins, by the way. They had 18 wins also in 2002, so a good year. Yeah, it's a good record to go in with. In 2002, sorry, 2003, they also lost their first final. This time to Sydney. Second week of finals, beat Essendon again. So that's, uh, that's pretty delicious, that stat. Their first two finals wins, both against Essendon. Uh, ended up losing the prelim to Collingwood. So 2004, third straight year, top of the ladder. And uh, a lot of pressure on them to to make something while they still could. I mean, you go back on that. Do you think Brisbane was just unbeatable No. for those three games? Or do you think if Port hadn't lost to Collingwood, Port probably would have taken them down earlier? Very possible. I mean, I think Port and Brisbane had a lot of classic clashes in that era as well. Like they were very evenly matched. Port just uh, they're obviously known to known to everyone as choking in finals. And, you know, the previous three seasons just blew good chances, especially 02 and 03 where they finished top of the ladder with 18 wins both years. Yeah. So, that kind of opened the door for Brisbane as well, in a way, if they don't have Port. You know, stopping them from, uh, firstly from having home finals, because 2004, Port finished first, Brisbane finished second. Brisbane actually had to travel for their prelim to play Geelong. They had to play at the MCG because of the uh, the rule that the comp had at the time. So they didn't get to host, host that prelim at the game. People sit there and go on that, uh, you know, it's a national comp. It's like everyone knows that the VFL is still trying hard to not make it a national <laughs> comp. They just want the money. Yeah. Well, they did change, get the rule changed after 2004 when Brisbane got screwed. I mean, that could have set Brisbane up for potentially, you know. Yeah. Well, I was reading an article today because uh, I was just doing a little bit of research, not a whole lot. Did they kick a goal? Oh, he missed. That was, that was trash. Oh, that was a pretty bad shot. But um, Lee Matthews is still dirty on that MCG rule. Which is kind of hilarious to me. You know, Lee Matthews, when he's coaching Victorian sides, didn't give two mm. shits about the non-Vic clubs then. But he, uh, he blames the scheduling on, on Brisbane not going four straight. I don't know if they would have, if it would have been a huge difference. Like, I kind of feel like, you know, it's not like you're travelling from Perth over to play at the G. Like, that's a big difference. The flight time from there to Melbourne's, what, two hours? Maybe. Yeah, I mean... 50 minutes to Sydney, so... I guess every little advantage you can get, the better, right? Uh, especially at that pointy end of the year. It's a long season. And Brisbane as well, backing up with long seasons year after year. Obviously with three flags in a row. Yeah. 
come up against a really hungry Port Adelaide. And that was a pretty close grand final up until about the third quarter, I think. Yeah, I think it was. But, I mean, you know, you think if they played at the G and then they obviously Brisbane beat Geelong, yeah. not by much, but by, you know, a kick and a half. But, no, no way that was going in. Um, but you kind of think, I guess the thing is, at the end of the day, having to travel twice is what is always going to hurt the team. So playing at the G would have been good, but they've played there enough. They know they can win there, but traveling again kind of ruins it for you. Yeah. Did he just... Yeah, he missed that. You see, those kicks the, now... I think I heard the commentator saying he was a left footer, but using his right. I'm pretty sure Kaczynski is a right footer. That was weird. You ever believe what commentators say? Um, but... It's supposed to be the trusted those, voice of, of the game. Those sort of, like, you know, banana around the body kicks now are so common yeah. in a forward's ass. It's just so easy for them to do it now. Oh, he's Gehrig. Yeah, that's a good kick. Crazy Gehrig, former Eagle. How did he drop this? Oh, he's just running too fast. That was a throw anyway. That should have gone back for a free. <laughs> but incorrect disposal back then, wouldn't it? Oh. Sometimes they let it go if it's kind of just losing a handle on it. Really good kick on the run. Yeah. I was just looking at the way it was spinning. It looked a bit ugly in the end, but... Kazitsky against Brogan, the Port Man wins, but Thompson covers it. Hayes coming Hayes. Back at that Ball. This would have been a pretty hard game as a Saints supporter watching Port Adelaide rip Geelong apart. Mm. Having watched your own team get ripped apart by the Lions, yeah. to them beating a then up-and-coming Sydney, he destroyed us, but um, think you wouldn't be thinking your favourite in this game at all. Say that again. Sorry, missed that bit. This at all. <laughs> You're going all choppy on me, Jay. You have to say it one more time. Hang on, let me. I was going to say you wouldn't think you're the favourite as St Kilda going into this game. No. That should be a bit better. Well, the Saints were, I guess they're probably coming in. We've got nothing to lose. We're not expected to win. Throw everything at it. And um, it's their first final series since 98. They uh, actually won the wooden spoon three years prior to this. So good turnaround. Very young side. Bear in mind, they also made a grand final in 97. But they didn't, didn't have too many left over from that. I think Robert Harvey. There might be a few others. But not many. 
And if Gary kicks the goal and goes into this the kick, guy. Right. So this is for his hundredth goal. I'll just skip past all this because it's not important. Um. <laughs> for a full forward, it's a relatively simple task. Fraser Gary there he goes. Well, it slots it. I always wanted to wish I was at a game where they, like, someone kicked a hundred goals. So you can never just get, run on the field. Yeah. <laughs> There's not many who come on. I actually rewatched this recently, and mm. it's interesting how they get him off the field so quickly just to disperse it, so it doesn't slow the game down too much. But well, this is kind of I stupid, kind of, right? Because Oh, well, well, they obviously probably pre-planned it, but it's not being important. Uh, everyone's starting to pour on now, <laughs> but not many came on initially, did they? No, but the problem is, I actually think <laughs> this, I know it was early on, but they just want to run on and yeah, well, party. they think they've already won, but. Nah. The Saints could have kicked another easy one or two goals, possibly, because they had all the momentum in their way and could have gone up a lot quicker than what they did. Yeah, well, it's like a quarter time break a bit early, so they can all reset. Yeah, now Port Adelaide's able to sit there and go, hang on, guys, what are we doing wrong? This is what we need to do. That's only small stuff in the context of the game. The Saints have got two goals on the board. They lead by 14. Port must already be feeling that feeling. It must suck being Nick because it's like you're there, you're this revered player. You know, everyone over in the VFL loves you, but yet your cousin has two premierships. <laughs> We well, had a few shots at it. So. Yeah, but that's what makes it worse, is just knowing how much he's lost by. Yeah. But he had a crack. They weren't quite good enough. Or your team wasn't, at least. I was trying to have a think today about uh, most high profile players generally have made a grand final. There's not that many who miss out. Flicking through some old um, Melbourne finals from 1988 and realising that I presume Gary Lyon made a grand final from that. Possibly. Probably lost it as well, just like his grand finals as a coach. What? I'm talking about Gary Lyon, no, not Ross Lyon. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just hear line and then immediately go to, you know, Porsche killed and Frio. Oh, no, they definitely lost it. It was Melbourne in 88. Oh, that's a bad bounce. I hate the bounces like that when they just let them... when they don't call it back. Yeah. Damien Hardwick, Richmond coach. Yeah, didn't he? He won what? 90... 2000, and then this as well, didn't he? Yeah. Cheeky bugger. <laughs> so he's got four to his nut now. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. What's him? I got three, I think. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Two with North, so... Mm. 
Hopefully he can make it four or more. Well, you know, maybe maybe we can touch on this potentially this season mm. when it comes back as to how much of a joke it is. But see, this this was this was the reset they needed from the start. Yeah, well, you know, a bit, they're able to respond. So maybe it wasn't uh, a good he, idea for uh, Fraser Gehrig to kick the first two goals for St Kilda. Should have like passed it off maybe. He just he just needed to kick him in the first three minutes. <laughs> he kind of did, didn't he? Yeah, that's I think. I know a lot of people sort of say that. You know. You don't lose. You can't really, you know, call it on that. But that would, having been brought off the field so quickly, really would throw your mentality out a bit as a player. I reckon. Yeah. But I mean, I think they they pre-planned it, so mentally he was ready for it. They, that was probably why he got the first two goals. They'll probably go look for Fraser as much as you can. Just get it out of the way. Is this how many flags does Port have? AFL or all? The, in just AFL. Just the one. It is. Yeah. So they've got two grand finals. Yeah. No one. No one from Port talks about the 2007. Only Geelong supporters talk about that one. <laughs> oh, it's funny because if you go on Big Footy, there's like some Port supporters who who comment about it. They say they always have. Uh, like PTSD whenever they see the number one, one nineteen. It's like they see petrol at that price, it all comes flooding back. I was. It's been very, very few grand finals where I've walked away from, and that was one of them. Oh, I was spewing on that one because I didn't want Long to win. Well, those six grand final, as I, as we discussed the other week, I I didn't watch with anyone I had to watch that one by myself so 07 I was like alright I'm going to have some people over and we'll have a grand final party maybe this is the thing Jay maybe I should stop doing it because we did it last year as well yeah I had people over and it was the most boring I was apologising to like people saying sorry sorry the game is so shit I'm sorry Port Adelaide decided to rock up and get absolutely smashed and Geelong decided to just be it made no sense either because Port Adelaide went to Geelong late in the season and won by like a point. So it was all set up to be a cracking game. That's a good run through. Was that Harvey? Yeah, that yeah. was really... He's got some tricks. Jeez, that was high, but you know. Gary <laughs> tries to do that. Yeah, those days, to... even Dusty these days, you know. Yeah. I remember a game, it might have been 06 against the Eagles, where Gehrig tried to do that to uh, Daniel Kerr. And Daniel Kerr was having none of it. He like, pushed him off once, but Daniel Kerr was like, nah, I'm tackling you. Yeah, I remember that too. I miss Kerr. I miss that ferocity. And the interesting part about that is uh, we got Daniel Kerr for the pick that we traded Gehrig out for. As well as a player, but yeah, the pick, was, the pick was kind of the state knives of the deal. 
Now, Fraser Gehrig, he won the Coleman medal in uh, this season, 2004, yeah, with his 100 goals. But um, also won it in 2005. Now, can you believe, Jay, he wasn't in the All-Australian team in 2005? Well, I thought that was the thing. When you get the Coleman, you're automatically in the team. Yeah, usually, usually you are, pretty much. Almost every season that's happened, and I think the only two seasons it hasn't was 05 when Gehrig missed out, and 1999 when Scott Cummings missed out. Yeah. You think you'd just find a spot for them, right? Even on the bench. Plonk like, when we need you, we'll bring you out. Plonk them at full forward. Whoever you're bloody naming at full forward, put them on the bench. I always find it funny, and like, I know the NBA does this worse, like, well, most sports in the US but worse, where they play for a World Cup, you know, no one else plays, um, but it's like, with the All-Australian squad now, we all know the All-Australian squad is just to recognise the players that have done the best, but I always just find it amusing that it's an All-Australian squad, it's like, yeah, but who, who do they play? We, got, we go to Ireland sometimes and then we'll play against them in a completely different sport, yeah. you know? But it's like, it's, it's just really a recognition of how well you performed. Yeah. No, it's just like, a, you know, these are the, the best players of the year forming a... Jeez, did that go in? Whoa. Forming a, a team of the year, basically. Yeah, I don't have any issues with that. I have issues with some of the way some of the people who get snubbed, particularly a Coleman medalist. That should never happen. I think if you've managed to get a Coleman, the accuracy, even if you've been fed it like a few times, Buddy has. But the thing is, you're still going to put Buddy in your side. You're not even going to argue with that choice. No. Maybe now you might, as he's, you know, out of his peak. But even now, he's still such a strong player. Well, I mean, Gary kicked 78 goals in 2005. That's not a low number. And Cummings, I think, kicked 80-odd. Maybe even 90-odd in 1999. It's not like these were guys winning the Coleman with like 60 goals, you know. But even then, 60 goals, you know, if the closest to you is 50, 60 is still a lot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Treadray was the favourite for the Brownlow medal in 2004, from memory. Yep. And um, this was obviously the Friday before the Brownlow. Who ends up winning it, Jay? Oh, I got no idea off the top of my head right what? now. What? It's Chris Judd. Oh, was he 04? Yeah. It was the first. Brownlow for the Eagles. 
He was 04, Cousins was 5, Goods yep. was 6. Yep. That's why. Okay. Yeah. First Eagle to win a Brownlow. Probably the most. Yeah, I'd say the most deserving of the Eagles as well. Even to current day. You get my message about the uh, game I acquired today? Yes. <laughs> and you're special naming it as well because you just don't want to admit that his first game that he is debutant game. That's a nice goal. Yeah. That's fast. Yeah, just for those listening at home. I got a game and it said it was round 17, 2002. West Coast versus Collingwood. So I'm like, okay, yep. I'll have that game, thank you. That's a game the Eagles won. When I actually looked at the game, it was round 2, 2002. Eagles versus Collingwood. Which is a game that Collingwood won. But... It was Chris Judd's first AFL game, so might as well keep it. Yeah, but you know, everyone expected big things from him. Mm. That was a quick, quick thinking there by Voss. Very, very, very quick thinking. Yeah, younger brother of Michael Voss. Doesn't get to meet his brother in the grand final. Oops, spoilers. I think if it's a spoiler for anyone, it's just a saint. <laughs> Order, you know, having never turned on from another game from this. Rewalt didn't give the handball then. Ah, it's Rewalt. He thinks he can kick everything. Mm. That goal would have made a huge difference it too. Would have. He's not, it was never a really good kick over his career. No. I mean, he got better later in his career, but I remember early he wasn't very good. Mainly, He's, mainly known for his marking and his endurance yeah, and he's running up the player. ground. He was a strong body and like you knew that he was always going to fight and contest for the ball. So even if it was a three-on-one, he'd bring the pack down. There's something interesting for you. Daryl Wakeland, who's the port fullback, uh, used to play for St Kilda. Mm. He maybe played in the 97 grand final loss, I don't know. Both the Wakeland brothers started at St Kilda. Yep. They got traded off one to Port, one to Collingwood. If you had a pick to support Port Adelaide or South of the Crows, who would you go with? Probably Adelaide, I'd say. See, I think that's what everyone would. But then I guess it's no different between the who'd you support if you had to pick out a West Coast and Fremantle. <laughs> the same thing, so... Yeah. I guess because Port Adelaide have that whole historical context to them. Not that I follow any of the SANFL clubs. Nah. I've got no affinity for them. Yeah, killing it inside 50s. Those three goals to port from three inside 50s, pretty handy. Yeah. 
No, it was free. He just like tried to grab the guy's hair. So. <laughs> Is that the cane corns? Fuck, I think it was. Oh, I just realised. I hate him so much. <laughs> the only thing he did well was, like, for the last, since the 2017 Grand Final loss for Adelaide, was give Tex shit for not being able to kick a ball properly and win games for his team when it needed to. This really was a big season for Port Adelaide supporters. Yeah, what's their... Obviously, in hindsight, it's their best season, but... Riding that team after so many finals failures over the last few years. You're pretty nervous, wouldn't you? Yeah. Five entries to the 50 oh, for oh, that left the boot poorly the whole time. I'm going to shit the behind post. I always love it when uh, someone hits the behind post. Is it just because you get that look? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because it's the least amount of times a post is hit is the behind post line. <laughs> You know, they mainly hit the yeah. goalpost, right? Well, you know, that's because that's what you're aiming for. I mean, when you yeah. hit the behind post, you're either on a horrible <laughs> angle or you do a kick like that, which was just crap. Yeah. I understand why it happens. I like it when it does happen. <laughs> I didn't know. Maybe you'd watch footy this whole time and you were just like, oh, why did they not hit that post? <laughs> They should be. They should get extra points for hitting posts. Then, then they never. Then it would never happen. No, they should deduct points for hitting posts. The only problem with that is, poor flying Ryan would um would hesitate at times. And no discredit, he's an amazing player, but. That was an easy mark. So you coming up. You're under four minutes for the quarter. Mm. You're ten points in front. Are you feeling, you know, as a Saints supporter, would you be feeling confident at this point, or? No, I wouldn't. You'd be happy no. with the, You'd be happy with the start. You'd be a bit. But uh, Port have been able to get a few goals with limited opportunities. You, I think you're right that the uh, the momentum definitely shifted after that shifted after the goal. Yeah. So if they could have got, got to a, a big lead from this first quarter, you know, with I mean, four, maybe even five goals up. Yeah. You'd also be wondering as a Saints supporter, why is Revolt trying to kick for goal as well? <laughs> yeah. Especially when Gary could kick him. Yeah, just pass one. He's after Gary and Revolt. 
That was good bodying then, and I don't know what rewalt's going on for the free there. He's, you know, Garrett just basically stopped them in, in his path and was like, no, no, no one's getting this one. Oh, is that Mick Malthouse doing special comments? I'd actually love to go to a prelim. I think going to a prelim, the atmosphere would feel better than a grand final. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's the supporters game. Yeah. As touched on two weeks ago. With you going on, you know, about the dogs and just how brilliant they were for, for one year. <laughs> have you been to a final? Whoa. Have you been to a final at all, Jay? No. No? Okay. Been to a couple. How is that not a mark? I thought he held that above ground then. Yeah, I'm a good luck charm for the Eagles. In, if I go to a final, they win. Yeah. I went to the 92 elimination final. And, we, and we beat Hawthorne. And I went to the 2015 qualifying final. We beat Hawthorne. What I don't get is how you're just that lucky charm. Like, no one else that goes there has got the same mentality. Thinks it's them. <laughs> well, it's got to be me, right? It's the only two finals I've been to. You know, and they're the only two finals the Eagles have won against Hawthorne. Like Coincidence? I think not. You know, it wasn't like Materials wearing special underwear or like a special jock strap or something in 92 no. that made a difference. No, it was me. So, anyone from the West Coast Eagles who hears this, if we ever play Hawthorne in a final, you know who to give tickets to. So what you're saying is we need you there for the 2015 Grand Final. Yep. And it's your fault that yep. you didn't fly over <laughs> that we lost it. It's my fault, yep. Part of the reason is that their key forwards aren't coming a long way up the ground. Actually won money from that game anyway. Yeah, because he bit against us. I did it at the start of the finals. So I was like, oh, I don't think I can. Um, I don't think I can put up with a Fremantle Premiership this year. I'm going to bet on them to win the Premiership, and if they win, I'd get about 600 bucks. But I put a side bet on. So if Hawthorne won, I'd still get 100 bucks. Yeah, I don't know. I've never done anything like that. If I'm gonna. If you're gonna bet, you might as well just, I don't know, buy a lotto ticket. <laughs> Bigger payout. Well, I don't need it for that, just, you know, if we made the grand final and we lost it, it would soothe my pain a little bit, and it did. <laughs> I feel like, uh, my $10 bet turned into 100 bucks, so now I'm just gonna go off and, uh, <laughs> buy four cheap bottles of vodka and put myself in hospital. <laughs> oh, I think it was more than ten dollars that I I laid down. But. It would have been worth it for an Eagles flag. 
Yeah. I was quite happy to lose it. It was a smart bet too, because no one else was winning the flag that year. Nah, they were favourites, but I'm surprised they didn't pay 50 then for... Now, do you give Rewalt? Would you put money on him to kick this? <laughs> I would have said no. I had my mic on mute because I was eating. <laughs> matter with the way they kicked it. It's just then, like, seriously? And then I'm like, oh my god, Jay's asking me a question. Furiously chomping. The, um, the other thing too that I forgot about the 04 Grand Final was when Port won it, mm. their coach, instead of thanking the sponsor, told the, um, or was it the Vodafone CEO, whatever the fuck he was, that he was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so it's the end of the first quarter, so I'm just going to fire up the second quarter. Are you ready? Oh, I queued it. What are you... Alright. Let's, let's go, starting no from zero. I queued nothing. Okay. Alright, on go. three, two, one. Alright, second quarter then, from Amy Stadium. Digital media asks the green, you don't even queue your fucking videos on VLC player. Well, every other time I've queued it, they've ended up fucking up. Brand new computer. Yeah, we had to buddy risk the other. I probably safe to do it now. That's right, folks. We've upgraded technology at We Talk Footy headquarters. Got to claim tax somehow. <laughs> oh, that was above. Yeah, time too. You got to line that up. I always found that name funny. It's, if it's an American name, well, I don't know the origins of it, but if you used his name in America, it would be pronounced Mahoney. Like from yeah. um, Police Academy. But, um, yeah, that was a good show. <laughs> but um, in Australia, it's Mahoney. Yeah, but that's because we don't know how to say Mahoney, and you know, if you if you got us to pronounce it, it'd be like, because Marnie rolls off the tongue, especially if you're in Queensland or something like that. But it'd be like Mahoney. It just it draws out too much, mate. That was a strong contested mark. It's the older Burgoyne, Peter. Sean Burgoyne's in this game as well. Still fucking You forget... Yeah, you, you kind of forget where some players come from and... One, how long some players been in the game for. Mm. Like you think, like, with Nick Rewalt, I forgot that he retired... Was it 2016? Or 17? I can't remember. It was one of those two years, but, he, you know, he'd been playing for... 12 years or something like that. Yeah, I don't know when he retired. I think it was one of those two years. Mm. It was somewhere there. I know it wasn't 15, but... Well, I think he was drafted 2000, debuted 2001. 
Yeah, so if it was 2016, that's 15 years. Yeah. 16 if you want to include the draft year, but really it's 15 years of play. Yeah, but that's not unusual if they, you know, they're starting as like 18, 19 and playing until their early mid 30s. How long do you reckon Mundy can go on for from Frio? Till he's 50? <laughs> oh, I think he'll be phased out. Probably after this season. But um, I imagine, you know, they don't want to cut absolutely every one of their senior players given they got rid of Valentine and Sanderland. Keep a bit of experience well, around. Out of every out. single player Freo's had, Mundy's the only one I'd like to see get a Premiership. Yeah, well, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, they're not gonna have a one, you know, a one-player team, are they? Unless this season, unless this season turns to like some absolute nut season because of because of all the bloody lockdown and hubs and reduced games. This becomes netball where they've just got to stand in position, wait till the ball gets kicked to them. But will it actually be a Fremantle flag? It'll be more like a Gold Coast Dockers flag. This, this whole new season hub thing is just fucking stupid. <laughs> and good on McGowan for calling him out for saying, why aren't you coming over here? Yeah. Stuart Current Gold Coast coach. Bit iffy about him. Like, as a coach. It's like, do you, yeah, do you call him to just step down from Gold Coast because they just keep handing off players to everyone <laughs> after they, you know, they get all the best draft picks? Or well, he's only been there for a couple of years. Yeah, but like, you know, the first what was it 20, 2018, 2019 season they had, they started off well, but. Yeah, I mean, you've got to give them a few years to really start developing them and getting some consistency going, I think. There's no point swapping the coach every couple of years. Yeah. yeah It'd be a, like our... Um, give him a good five years and see see what he's done in that time and then assess him on that. I was going to say, if we swapped coaches every couple of years, it'd be like our... Parliamentary system. Ooh, is that deliberate? Tried... Can you imagine nowadays crowds would be going nuts calling for deliberate? Yeah. <sighs> Listening to how I guess like umpires are swayed by the way that you know the crowd is it's kind of like if you if you're allowing yourself to be swayed by what people are saying yeah. you shouldn't be umpiring you should be able to just ignore them and just go you know what this is this is my decision it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong because it's it's the decision that you're making at the time based on what you could see mm. having some screaming kid telling you that you know 
Times again. That's good enough. Maybe they should invent some sort of uh, earplug so they can just silences the crowd. And they can wire up everyone so they can hear all the players and the other umpires. This to put Port Adelaide in front. And he deserved to do that. Good kick. For the first time, lead. Great, great forward line pressure by Treadway to bring the ball to the ground in the start of, and, a, and, a, and a very intelligent kick across the face of goal to a player who was uh, who had to sit with Roger Jones. Good kick, but that that mark, full extension. Yeah. Look at that guy stuffing his face. Look at that fucker, he's just so happy. He's like, oh, it's a goal. I'm just going to shove this down my gob. Hey, I was just doing the same thing. <laughs> Still working through my dinner. Oh, shit, Porter in front. Yeah, Port, two points in front. St Kilda haven't scored anything since the end of first quarter. Since uh, the rewalt shank. It wasn't a shank, he kind of hooked it a little bit. So this is a Channel 10 telecast. Did you... What are your thoughts on the Channel 10 versus Channel 7 way of doing things? Same shit. But I just don't <laughs> think Foxtel should have... I don't think this should... I think all channels should be airing it. As far as I'm concerned, like I, you know, well, like I know they want to make as much money as I can, but oh, ooh, that was a show. Yeah, it's, uh, that was an obvious shove. <laughs> I actually think they should get um, sort of like a club subscription going so you can subscribe to your own club's games yeah but then it's you know how much you charge for that when KO's already 20 bucks anyway yeah true you know I genuinely feel the the push to get the game back up and running for this season to play something out and the way they're playing it out they're going to try and push for a grand final as well because they know the VFL teams have got an advantage but it really does feel like they're just pushing it so Fox can go back to making money and Port Adelaide, um, Port Adelaide the AFL can start making money it's not like they're you know, like other sports around the world where they've gone, this season's probably gone for, so we'll just play out like a gimmick season for fitness, you know? What? How is that holding the ball? Well, apparently he had prior as he grabbed the ball in the air, and he had enough decision before he landed on the ground. Basically picked it up, and he was tackled. Yeah. Straight away, that's what I mean. He had oh, prior. Is, he saw the ball. is it because his teammate sort of jumps on top of it? You really see that. I think I've seen that a couple of times. 
where um, like two players from the same team are like locking the ball in and then the opposition are just like you know putting one hand in their jumper and then one up in the air saying give us the free kick and the umpire pays it we had one like you got to at the start is that really a tackle if you're just like holding them by one hand and putting your hand up it's holding the ball really but um I mean, well but, um, yeah is it a tackle? I mean I guess what it is is it's proving that they're holding the ball and not trying to uh, that probably wasn't that much of a shove, you know. But then I guess the hands are in the back, so... That wasn't a free. Look at this, he's getting tackled. <laughs> there was, um, was it last season or was it the first game this season with us? It was like Crips and Petch, I think. They tackled someone, they had the ball, but they were holding the ball down and the other player wasn't doing anything. They were holding each other, like by pinning the ball into the ground. Because they weren't paying attention. Uh, no idea. Don't remember it. Oh, I just remember because I was like, what the fuck are you two guys doing? Like, you literally just hold each other. What? You're not even paying attention. Channel 10 finished cycling through all those bloody stats. So we can see that the score is quarter up by eight. Hey, dude, don't knock the technology back then. Yeah, being two kicks up, well, you know, like two kicks to gain the lead. You'd be a little worried as a poor player going, we've just gone half a quarter without scoring. Mm. As a Saint player, sorry. That was Heath Black. Heath, back, Heath Black's an interesting one. He uh, started with Fremantle, then moved to St Kilda, and then went back to Fremantle. <laughs> yeah, it's a big change. Yeah, that's a hold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he pushed the, the free a little bit, but the defender kind of worked into that one. So, I think he did. developed into a beast, didn't he? Yeah. Do you reckon the big forward is still, like, the, the strong body forward is still as important, or do you think they've got to do more now? Because they've got to run a lot more. Yeah. You can't really just plonk them there and use them as a marking target anymore. They've got to have more tricks to their bow. More tricks to their bow or more strings to their bow? Yeah, whatever the saying is. <laughs> Come on, you're older than me, you should know that one. More tricks to their strings, to their bow, to their strings. I don't know, whatever it is. Oh, Dreadroom! 
Uh, such a good read then, wasn't it? Like, mm. It's kind of that um, that second tier of centre half forwards when you think of all the star star centre half forwards of the last twenty five years. Warren, Warren Treadway. Yeah. Who names the kid Warren? That's a good kick. That's a really good kick. He is so dangerous, this man, isn't he? He is, and uh, <laughs> all the signs. We just watched Tread Ray looking at uh, the um, alcohol go easy. You've got to try and get touched, but you've got to have your eyes on oh. the ball. Uh, I kind of feel like they should just ban alcohol at sporting events. Yeah, well, I agree. People who turn up and just drink and keep leaving their seats to get more. It's really fucking annoying. And, you know, you you end up becoming like more vocal or you, you, more emotional during yeah. that time as well. It's not. When you get shit face, just fucking stay at home. It'll be cheaper, and you, you're not going to enjoy the game. Yeah. People have this fascination with just drinking at the pub. That's, that's probably hold the ball. Oh, what you call him in the back? Was, nah. Oh, maybe not holding the ball, but not really in the. Uh, that was not in the back. What do you think about the new rule with the 50 if you don't return the ball back in time and to the right person? I knew you'd ask me a question while I was eating. That's your fault. Why did you eat then? <laughs> I was hungry. I think it's fair enough. You don't give the ball back. Just give the ball back. Oh, he's gone. Goals already. You forget that he could still move for such a big guy. Yeah. Adelaide supporters are just like, yeah, fuck Port Adelaide. <laughs> Cheeky bastards. That'd be you. You would have. You would have been. You know, doing that at. I reckon you were wearing a Hawthorne uh, scarf <laughs> on the 2013 Grand Final. Well, you gotta, you got to get, get into their, their mindset here. They had won two flags in Port Adelaide's first two seasons in the comp. They don't want to see Port Adelaide get one so soon after. Yeah. <laughs> Fast moving ball. I just had, I just had a realization there. We've got more flags than the two Adelaide clubs combined. It's pretty awesome. That's not something to be proud of, though. It's Adelaide you're talking about. 
Oh, what's, how many flags has Brisbane got? Just the three? As Brisbane, yes. But if, yeah. you, if you count Fitzroy's flags, they've got a few more. Yeah. But the thing is, I would say the four flags we've got aren't as good as having three in a row. Yes and no. I mean, three in a three in a row would be awesome, but if that's all you can, you've really got. I can't. Oh. There you go. That was almost balls for you. Almost, not quite. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the further you get away from that three peat, you know, because it's an era of time. It's kind of like our 92, 94 flags kind of get lumped together. Yeah. Should have been 93 as well. But. Had to be fucking Essen and then didn't it? Yep. Let's hold the ball as well. That's a good tackle. Yeah. Ooh. But right at the end, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Mm. What do you think? 50 50? How far out is he? 30. Yeah, he'll miss it. Oh, sorry, that's about 40. Oh, I got it. Just. He tried to miss it. You know, I, I think it was his hair. Had he put some dye in his hair, he would have kicked better. What colour? He could have dyed his hair the same Kilda colours. <laughs> could have been the Dennis Rodman of the AFL. Yeah. No, he never would have been that good. Um, no one comes close to Rodman, I don't think. <laughs> I finished off the last dance last night. It ends that, better. I love that he, uh, Dennis Rodman, just after a playoff game, pissed off to go do some uh, wrestling stuff. Wrestling, <laughs> drinks, drugs, women, men, if that's what he did as well, fuck knows. <laughs> they were just, that was just a special team, you know, six, six cups in eight years, like that's huge. And imagine if, you know, MJ's father hadn't have been murdered, mm. like, he might never have gone to basketball. They could have been seven in eight years. So. Yeah, I was actually moved by the uh, Steve Kerr's dad. What happened to him? It's pretty interesting that both Michael Jordan and Steve Kerr's dad were both murdered. Hmm. I mean, completely different circumstances, but the fact that it's like they actually had such horrific <laughs> Hey, we've got something events. in common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the day MJ found out his father had been murdered, Kerr went up to him and was just like, Sorry, MJ. We're now friends. Both our dads have been murdered. <laughs> I know how you feel, man. <laughs> God, we're terrible laughing at that. It's still fucked that they never actually... There was, like, no reason for... 
Michael Jordan's dad to be murdered, apart from the fact that they just wanted his car, you know? So they shot him. They just fucking dumped him. Mm. No. Like, well, that was clever. Like, you know, the, the justification for, like, Steve Kerr's dad being murdered. Mm. They, they were using a political motive. It wasn't just... Mm. It wasn't just like opportunistic, where it literally is what happened, or the way I guess it's perceived is what happened to MJ's father. If you ignore the, everything else, yeah. I don't think Port Adelaide's ever played this well ever again. They've had moments, but never just this. No, we're just on the Jordan's dad thing. Completely random and unpredictable, but who the fuck just goes and sleeps in their car? A lot of people, but it's, just, it's like a, a lot risk. of people still. It's like a risk you don't have to take. Yeah. Well, I mean, twenty eighteen. Jules and I bought the Forby and we went down south and did like, I don't know, two and a half thousand k's or something in like two weeks, just travelled all the way around there and then there was a night where we went into Esperance and everything was booked out, like, you know, shit weather, it's heavy downpour, like 35, 40 mils of rain that night yeah. and um, everything was booked out and I found one hotel, or motel place, 140 bucks for the room, it was overpriced for the room, but I was like, I don't want to sleep in the car, so we got everything in the car, I just want to like, you know, we've just driven like three and a half hours to get here mm. from where we were. Fuck this. I don't want some dude knocking on my window, you know, tapping on my door handle with his dick or something. Yeah. I mean, even if... I guess if there's two of you, you can take turns. You can One of you can have a nap and the other one can drive. I thought you were going to say you could take turns tapping your dick on the door handle. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, if I was driving somewhere by myself, I wouldn't pull over and sleep in my bloody car. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one too, like, coming from the US, where those sort of senseless killings were, were so already common. Yeah. So, it's not like here where, you know, they, they do happen, but it's significantly rarer, you're more likely just to have the shit kicked out if you have everything <laughs> stolen and they leave it on the side of the road and the knife in you or something. Yeah. That was a lucky kick out. Inside 50, 27 to 14, and that's the score. <laughs> I know the quality of them's been pretty shit coming into the 50 for St Kilda, but you think that they'd be up another goal or two off that. Yeah, well, the thing was, I mean, their accuracy compared to Ports is way off, right? I think I saw the scoreline before there was something like 5-5 to 7-1. Yeah. Scores changed since then, but... 
think it was like four, was it four five to four goals in the first quarter or something? Yes, like that. Mm. Yeah, it would have been because it was uh, twenty nine, so twenty nine to twenty four. So. Mm. I thought I missed those, like, after tackles, you know, where they kind of just rip the player off on top of them, <laughs> but at the same time, it just adds so much aggression to the sport when you, you need to kind of try and control it. Yeah. Because what was it? The other thing, too, with the 2004 Grand Final was there was a Brisbane player who was retiring and just started taking wild yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at that point, I, I honestly think that's when the umpire should have been like, if you're going to keep this up, mate, we'll just send you off and your team will be down to play it like you won't even fucking play in this. Is Sean Burgoyne having a bit of a run? Yeah, good run too. Marnie! Did he actually kick that? Fucking hell. I'm going to start calling him Mahoney. Marnie. Marnie. you got to start like a Queenslander, mate. you got to get like the... The E's. you got to overpronounce the E's. <laughs> Can't. I'm calling him Mahoney. And then I'm going to end the podcast. If you call him Mahoney, I'll start calling him Polony. And then I'm going to end the podcast with the Police Academy song. Uh, no, you're not, because of copyright, and we have no money. <laughs> you haven't listened to any of our podcasts, Jay. I've been running riot with <laughs> changing the song at the end. That's all right. You've taken full responsibility, so... <laughs> well, usually if something comes up in the podcast, and I think, oh, I could use that song at the end. I change it up. I'm just here to enjoy enjoy it for the moment, and if anyone <laughs> listens to us, then you know if they can enjoy your uh, your artistic touches and your <laughs> digital media arts degree with your editing. If anyone actually listens and listens to the end, you can post on our Facebook page to let us know. I'm pretty sure I'm wasting my time, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of fun. Uh, so there's a siren half time. So, hey. What happened to him? This is two after the siren shots in a row. Saints in the first quarter. What happens here for him to. Oh, is it just. Did he just step awkwardly? Or is he just like. Mosquito bit him on the ball sack or something? <laughs> I don't know. That's not a bad kick. No, he missed. I just didn't bend back. Four points in it. St Kilda should have been up by more. This is, you can feel the momentum starting to shift a little bit towards Port. So, are you queued or are we going to have to play? I'm not, I'm, I have nothing queued up. Alright, are you ready to go? The third quarter on three, 
two, one. Second half to get underway. Saints with Stephen Milne starting on the bench. We are underway at Footy Park. Let's see what the second half has in store. And here is Bang, straight out. Left foot. Doesn't carry the distance. Wanganeen lurking. Just overran it. Still poor That is dangerous. Yeah, that's his high. I'm always torn with those because, like, the play. Oh no, yeah, he went in for the the bump and then bowled out. But mm. these days it would go to Lenny Hayes, wouldn't it? The ball team. I don't know because he 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 had the ball before. He was over the ball first, and this is where it gets Sorry. a bit. Sorry, Jay, it's, it's Mahoney, Marnie. No, it's Mahoney. Mahoney. Yes. <laughs> oh, come on. Almost thought he had it then, too. But... Now, this is something I just want to touch on. Obviously, you got two kids. Two boys, they both play sport. They both uh, do a team sport. Well, yeah, one of them does, the other one doesn't like doing it. He joins, up, he joins up to play soccer, and then he joins up to play basketball, and then he doesn't want to play him anymore. But anyway, go ahead. Hardwick, you know, is part of the reason why bloody... Alex Rance was able to act so well with his acting then. Um, yeah, so, you know, like, like, I played sport when I was a kid, you know, in certain groups, things like that, mainly because I had friends playing it, but I did enjoy it. Like, I think it's important to be doing some form of physical... Look at this acting. Look at that acting there. That last bit of spring in his legs. Um, do you think it's important for him to be doing something, or do you think... As kids, they're doing enough activity, it doesn't really matter what they do. No, I think they need some physical activity. Sorry, I'm eating again. That's right. He put a lot behind that kick. Uh, physical activity is good. We put our kids into gymnastics when they were younger just so they have that regular physical activity each week yep in addition to you know the normal running around and whatever they do and they're both getting to that age now where you know they get tied to their devices so you know either ipads or playing games or whatever so it gets more and more difficult to keep them active so having uh, team sport is really good as well. Yeah. Although they're both, they've both been uh, been getting in trouble lately, so they've got screen bans. Well, this is the thing, like you know, for obviously you growing up, and for me growing up as well, when you had internet, you could only use internet when your parents told you, "Yeah, we don't need the fucking phone." <laughs> well, I didn't have any. <laughs> I didn't have internet until I started university, Jerry. Oh, okay. Well, 
for me, that was what the case was. And then you forget, you know, if your parents were using the internet because you want to call a friend and you get that screaming. It's like, just, oh, man. Although I was living I at home and then I think maybe about a year into having the internet uh, for a birthday present, my dad got me a phone, my own phone line in my room. So that was yeah, okay. Cool. So what you're saying is when you got internet when you went to uni, that's when you realised that there was online porn. Didn't everyone? Yeah, I think that's probably like the first thing that you know people worked out. <laughs> you don't have to steal other people's magazines. <laughs> yeah, it's ruined the magazine industry, hasn't it? I feel like it has, but for some reason I feel like people still like them because, you know, it's a physical copy. You're not relying on your phone battery. <laughs> I was actually going... I'm trying to find... No, maybe this is better for... Off, off the podcast. <laughs> well, I remember, like... I had one job, and it was before I got my apprenticeship, and it was just doing, like, labouring shit, you know, through an agency, and it was, um basically spraying down the bottom of like the sea containers for quarantine and so I was just doing that job on my own and I remember when the guy walked me through he's like oh yeah you'll be able to sit in that container there and have your lunch um, just keep the door open because it gets hot and he's like oh if you get bored there's a bunch of porno magazines in there that the guys have used if you need to just you know get one out and I was like yeah <laughs> no thanks mate <laughs> so I was eating again so my mic was on mute <laughs> But it's just like the, the casual attitude to it. It's like, oh yeah, if you need to get one out, you know, just just close the door. No one, I know you, you're not there, so. <laughs> it's like, alright, well, I'm not sitting in there to eat my lunch now. <laughs> that reminds me of um, when we moved into our house. We were cleaning out the shed because the people who lived here before us didn't left some old shit behind. Like, yep. There's like an old wardrobe and stuff in there. It's all full of mouse shit as well. I was cleaning it out. I had a friend of mine over. <laughs> he was just giving me a hand. <laughs> cleaning out the wardrobe and there's all these old porno mags in one of the drawers. <laughs> so, <laughs> and my friend's like, oh, grub mags. <laughs> so you divvied them all up and then disappeared? Oh no, they went straight in the bin. They're all covered in mouse shit as well, so... Uh, I think that's like horror. That's... I like my filth clean, not filthy. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's like when people would, when you'd find them, if you're out and about in like abandoned houses and things like that, you know, you did it. You pray when you're out and about in abandoned houses. What the fuck are you doing, Jay? And it's like. Your mates would find them, and it was always like, if you picked them up... Are you sure these houses were abandoned? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they looked abandoned, you know. The people were gagged nobody was, bound. Nobody was like... home. <laughs> it was the middle of the day, nobody was home. Surely it was abandoned. <laughs> I swear they weren't home, you know. The guy was just into BDSM. He just got hit over the head with a brick, and next minute he was, you know... There was some sounds coming from the basement, but... Oh well. 
Yeah, when we left, people were screaming for help. I don't know what was going on. Why is Gavin Wanganese white or white or leg? Why is his leg all white? I don't know. I think he must have slid on some of the... Oh, that's... Oh, oh that... Mm. <sighs> that had gone in. That kick. <laughs> I actually think was St. That... Kilda lost their opportunity in the first half of this game. Mahoney again? Yeah. No, it's Mahoney. Get it right. <laughs> Mahoney. What are your thoughts on the port, Port's jumper at the, at the time? This was their original AFL jumper with the with all the lightning thunderbolt thingies. I actually liked it because you could tell who they were. There's no clashes or anything like that. Just you know, obvious that it's you're playing against Port. The colours are strong. I just think people get too. When they bring in a new marketing team, they want to just make their own, and that's part of the problem. You know, just don't touch things. It doesn't matter if it stays the same for a hundred years. Mm. No one cares. Like that's what. There's certain things people want to have stayed the same. It's a bit like our song, which is a real iffy one now, you know? Yeah. No, I much like their current jumper. It's not... But it is similar, isn't it? Well, it's all black, but it's just got the... Um, I don't want to search Port Adelaide. I don't want that in my... Um, it's black with, like, the teal... Teal and white V. I reckon it looks a lot better than this one. This one's very 90s looking. Yeah, had a lot of garish designs in the 90s. Yeah. And I do think that St Kilda probably have the best socks in the league. Like they're just the woolliest socks, or no? I just like the. He's got the three different colours in those hoops. <laughs> that guy's face when he realised the camera was on him—he just straight away just was like, "No, nope, not losing my cool. I'm not losing my cool. I'm not losing my cool." <laughs> Keep it together. Oh, it's the ground. He got it. And he takes it with both hands. And an important left foot. And the Saints get one back. And there's one goal of difference. And it's met by deafening silence. Yeah, brave kid, Luke Ball. He caught a heavy knock early in the game, but continues to put his body in. I always like those kicks. They're just out of mid-air, but they flush it perfectly. Crip is good at them. Bang. Such a sweet look to it.
there's blood. There's a delay. It's Damian Hardwick. Stephen Minnesota in your oh, no, on the fact that they've moved uh, Bishop away from Rewalt. Yeah, they have, and uh, I think that they realise that. I always love the blood rule. Everyone just takes their sweet time. The play. They lost a bit of drive out of him in the first quarter. They know they play through Mick, Mick Rewalt. Maybe, maybe they were just trying to save him. Yeah, well, if you can, you know, it's all tactics at the end of the day. Free up some time for your team to get a breather. Especially with, you know, St Kilda trying to come back and change change the flow of the game at all times. How did he drop that? I need to die for it, come on. Rewall, for Christ's sake. He's supposed to be boots. Now we're midish way through the third quarter. It's probably a good time to to look back on our last podcast for a little bit, Jay. How do you think that went with uh, Hugh joining us for the Bulldogs flag? I think it went really well. I mean, obviously we relied a lot on Hugh kind of talking us through it, but for, you know, for both of us, it was just a eh type of game. Whereas for him, that that was something so significant and important yeah so yeah I think it works really well having a third person in that we can especially someone who's a fan of a particular club so that they can tell us some, some stories of what they experienced and fill us in on things that we might not pick up because you know as knowledgeable as we are we don't, we don't pick up on everything if you can believe it uh, a lot of it's the passion as well. Like we just don't get that same, that same passion that they have, you know. Yeah. Well, there is a correction I do have to make because I, I feel a bit less special. Remember, uh, we were talking about the how I went to the Western Oval in 1996. You mean how you brought that up about a hundred million times, yeah? <laughs> yeah, and, and Hugh said it might have been the last game that was ever played there. It actually wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was like a so couple... What was? Well, there was a couple more games there involving the Bulldogs. But even in that season, Fitzroy actually played the last game. Uh, at the Western Oval in 96. But the Bulldogs did move to Optus Oval for 1997. And um, they had one final game at the Western Oval. Only one in 1997. Who was it against, Jay? The very last game. Uh, probably us. Yeah, it was against the Eagles. And they probably won it too. Yeah, the Bulldogs won it. See, that, that was an easy guess. Only reason I know that is because you're making a big deal out of it. If it was someone <laughs> else, you, would, you wouldn't have brought it up. You would have just let it die. Yeah. And I believe it was actually the game where uh, Michael Gardner was getting harassed by some of the Bulldogs players. And I think Ben Cousins... Uh, famously came out of the game with a lot of scratches after being tagged by Tony Liberatore. 
Yeah, okay. Pretty sure. I didn't research that much about it. I just had to look up to see if I was actually at the last ever game, and I wasn't. I was probably about three, four, maybe even five more games there. Yeah. But I can say I was at the approximately fifth last game played there. That's something. Maybe I can claim that I was there for Fremantle's oh, last game. I was touched. I was there for Fremantle's last game at the Western Oval. Yeah. In their long, at that time, one and a half year history. Oh, let's play on. Don't ask me why I went to a Fremantle game either. You went to watch them lose, just be honest with yourself. That was your whole intention was, I hope you lose. It was like when um, well, back then, I was in Melbourne. Back then it was still just a little bit of a novelty. So yeah. I thought, well, I'm in Melbourne, we might as well go watch them play. I wouldn't oh, go, wouldn't go like... watch them play in WA, but we're in Melbourne nah. and they're here. But you see... Last time I was in Melbourne, which is going back a few years now, but they were giving out free tickets for the game. Did you see Brendan? Was that Brendan Goddard who was just on the screen? See his hair? Uh, sort of. He came limping off. Anyway, Jay, I keep interrupting your anecdote. Go ahead. Well, they give free games out over there as well. That's the big difference than compared here, you know what I mean? Do they? Yeah, every now and then if it's like one of the like less popular games, they'll, they'll have X amount of free tickets to give out. So you got to get there like early to the, um, what's it called? The tourist centre or like the... the whatever centre you call it, and then they, they only have like 20 or 50 tickets or something to give out for free yeah. to less popular games, because they, they need to fill the seats up. <laughs> so, and having some people there who, and you know, try and bring tourists along like that. So, I, you know, I, I will say, I don't care, I'll say this every game, I honestly think this is the greatest sport in the world. Are you talking about in Melbourne they give away free games? Yeah, for the, uh, whatever the... So I know they do it in Sydney. Yeah, they do it in Melbourne too. Yeah. I think GWS games, they give away a lot of free tickets too. I thought you were talking about Sydney games, because no, they're think, not doing well. Well, I think uh, Sydney Swans are decent enough to attract a crowd in terms of public support. Let's be honest, they got Buddy. Mm. have been to the SCG to watch the Eagles lose to Sydney about four years ago. That would have hurt. Yeah. Oh, it didn't hurt. It just sucked. Although it was interesting, they had um, like these... Uh, what are they called? Paragliders or something? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. They parachute in from the, onto the ground. Yep. From a plane. And one of them just 
landed so badly, it was like, holy shit, it looked like he broke his legs or something. I think he, I think he may have broken his legs. As I said before, the transition part was that Port were on top of that, but I think Saints... Yeah, that would have... The Saints have certainly broken back now. That would have hurt. Even initially, we're thinking, holy shit, this guy just plummeted to the ground and killed himself. Pretty nasty. Solid mark. See, this would have been a good game to have a Port supporter or a Saint supporter for, just because of how mm. close it is. Like, and I guess the significance, you know, for us, you kind of watching. Mm. I tried to get someone on, but I won't name names or anything. But I never got a reply. Is that because you started it with, hey, I know you're a Port Adelaide supporter, <laughs> and I'm a West Coast supporter, I'm better than you, but I'm doing this podcast that I don't think anyone listens to, but I'd love for you to join us. Why well, you know me so well, Jay. And then he went signing off with four flags of your one. Who's <laughs> coming back? Oh, I went through. Good kick. That would have been interesting to have someone on, I do agree. We'll keep plugging away, I guess. We can find I reckon people. we should do the 2013 Grand Final at some point, but not tell Cameron. <laughs> He's going to walk out as soon as he starts playing. We'd have to no, I mean, we just don't invite him on. We just watch oh. it and then just... So... Just watch it and play sound bites of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's ever uh, coming back, Jay. Nah, he, uh, I don't know. I think he. Yeah, oh, I'll fuck him. <laughs> I'd like Hugh to come back, but I think his passion really only truly lied with that one grand final, so. Well, he wants to come back. He wants to come back for the prelim from that season. Ooh, I think yeah. Rewalt fell on his nuts or something. I think Rewalt touched it then when he didn't need to. Like, why didn't he just let it go through? He should have realised that was going through then. Like, look at him, he's just like, you're a fucking dickhead, Rewalt. <laughs> you could see he was like... You know, he was shepherding it for it to go through. He knew yeah. it was going through, yet Rewalt had to go for the mark. Like, it was just a waste of energy, that. Yeah. It's not... That, no smart that was, just to let it go through. Yeah. That was a strong mark. How hard it is to jog backwards, Jay. And the umpires have to jog backwards when they're marking out. <laughs> Do they only travel backwards? Is that the only way I think they... they're born a certain way. When when they're born, the doctor's just like, uh, 
just like to let you know that your son or daughter will be an umpire for sport. That's all they'll ever achieve. Why is that? Well, look at the way that their feet are. Their feet are backwards. <laughs> I haven't seen Pickett do much in this match, have you? Nah, he was there for the start. He was there for the start. So, first quarter, he was there. But you don't have to see a good defender if they're doing their job. You know, they're just keeping the other player out, so... He's in the forward line. Why was he back then when I saw him? That was the port forward line. Yeah. The pick it was on, what's his name from St Kilda? Guy who? kicked 100, I've forgotten his name now. Gary? Yeah. When? He, at this first quarter he was giving him shit. Maybe he was just hanging around. I don't, yeah, think, he, I don't think he was playing on Gary. No way would they put Pickett on. No, I don't think Gary. he was. But what I don't get is why would either of them be in their opposite pocket where they're supposed to be? I don't know, but Pickett was in the forward line just then. Yeah. Does that guy have his teeth? <laughs> I've actually heard, and this is this is you know it's always interesting when you read um, like Facebook comments that um, people claim that Port Adelaide fans are better than South than Adelaide fans. I reckon that Adelaide fans are more feral. Do they? Yeah, like and others others I've I've read the comments from other teams and that, and a lot of people on Facebook seem to just have this general thing that whenever they play against Adelaide, there's always some form of horror story of some Adelaide supporters screaming and spitting and yelling the C word at their kids. Yeah. So either Adelaide's just got one person that they need to get rid of, or most of the supporters are trash. They've got a lot of clubs have a variety of different supporters. Some good, some bad. Oh, look, you want to give someone you know, you want to give a bit of shit talking, that, that's one thing. And, you know, having a bit of banter like we do with Cameron. But, you know, there's there's certain games when I've watched and it's just like, you know, they shouldn't... You, you sit down you actually have a conversation about it. But some people it's like, oh, well, sorry, you support X person, so I can't sit down and talk to you because you're a horrible being for supporting this team. It's like, well, okay. Back to a kick, coming up to probably under just over two minutes for the third, and with five points in it, and it's now back in St Kilda's forward fifty. Mm. Hey, he's got crazy eyes on. Look at him. <laughs> crazy eyes, killer. His, like, his upper body is bigger than his legs. Like, you'd think with a frame like that, he'd have much larger legs. Five goals. Channel 10 changed the time colour to red. Oh, that kick. I think we're going to hit two minutes to go. The uh, countdown clock. The, uh, the background colour of it changed to red. I only just noticed that. Yeah, they're letting us know that, you know, 
It's red tiles. All hell's about to break loose. Well, they're going to have the uh, five-minute warning in this match. This is the era of the five-minute warning. You gotta just love seeing kicks like that, so. Your smile's too big for just getting a kick going into the fourth quarter. You don't smile that hard. Oh, he's just happy. Prelim away from home. Just enjoying the night, Jay. Yeah, that's, that's what's dangerous about it. <laughs> Not allowed to enjoy it. No, you got to sit there as a nervous wreck, blade in hand, ready to go, looking at the person next to you as another supporter, just waiting. No, I think you'd be in a... When your team's sort of like up and coming, this is their first final series in a, in a number of years. This is kind of the exciting time, because, you know, anything can happen. You're not really expecting to win, so it's good to watch them. Oh, it's Marnie. Mahoney again. Marnie. He's been all over it in this match. He's played really well. He's definitely earned the Police Academy theme. Yep. To close it out. Yep. And you're taking all legal responsibility for using that close out. Steve Gutenberg comes to sue me. But a quick glance at the scoreboard. Nah, he'll just rock on your doorstep and kick you in the nuts. <laughs> Is he still around, Steve Gutenberg? I don't know. Do you even know who Steve Gutenberg is, Jay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but couldn't even kick a score. Nah, he fell short by about 10 metres. Well, it's just going to be it's a going to be a wonderful quarter whichever way it goes. Going up to your key forward now. Listen, I want everyone to give the ball to you because we're probably going to lose it if we let anyone else try and kick a goal. <laughs> That's a high. But... Some Freddie Mercury going. No, 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 no. We can't play that copyright. <laughs> just remember, <laughs> YouTube will pick that up straight away. Oosh. All right. Oop, so hang on. Uh, I had to. You know, queuing it so it all works properly. Yep. Gotta pause it because he. <laughs> you ready? Yep. All right, three, two, one. Final quarter. 
Here we go. You can feel the excitement. You certainly can, Jay. We are underway in the final term at Footy Feel the excitement. And it's Port yeah, I remember watching, like, seeing the score to this one, like, before going into watching this grand final, kind of being like, out of Port and Brisbane, I was like, I don't really care who wins anymore because it's, you know, not a Victorian team. It's <laughs> like, you know, if Port win, then, you know, it's unlucky Brisbane, but if Brisbane win, and win like the fourth in a row, I was like, it doesn't really matter at this point because there's no Victorian team to go against. There we go. See, now that's how you kick it. Wanganeen puts it through. And Mahoney couldn't. Leave Mahoney alone. That was a strong kick. Didn't see much of Gavin Wanganeen in this, in this game. Oh, he's, he's sort of been there. Is this his last season, I think? May have been. I don't know. I can't remember. Started, Actually, respect though. Started with Essendon, won a Brownlow medal with them, and a Premiership. Yeah. Oh, fucking commentator said the same thing as I did. Yep. That's their job. <laughs> but I actually respect the players that you know they're coming up towards the the end of their career and they they make the call after winning the premiership. You know, it's like ah oh, yeah, I've, I've taken it now and I'm you know it's not worth me trying to fight for my side my spot on the side anymore. Mm. No, it's going to be nice to go out on that high. Yeah, just like I did, you know. He, he wasn't really going to make it in as a permanent 22. Who was that? Yeah, that's holding. That's holding. It's not Razor Ray, is it? That umpire. Is it? I think it might be Razor Ray. Looks so young. Yeah, he's got hair. What do you think? Uh, I think he's got about a 20% chance to kick this. He's on an angle. Oh, he's going to miss this. Look how far out he is. No, he's probably kicked the fucking thing. No, it's sprayed, yeah. Why does he look disappointed when he kicks it? Like, he knows he's going to miss most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Should have said yes. That's what I expected. That's a huge leap. And the mark not paid to Corbs. Harvey, somehow it goes to Thompson. And it opens up for the Saints. Ball, a tackle about to be applied, but the hurry kick came in anyway. Ooh. Into the lap of Maguire. Just couldn't get it to his feet. Oh, here's a chance for Gary. Montgomery pressing back at Cap. Just rewalk. Actually kicks it. Yeah, why? Because he was 25 metres out. <laughs> so it's harder for him to miss. Is that his mum? Hair's not blonde enough. Can it get any better? I don't think it can. This is just an unbelievable game of football. Fuck. You always see women that age. You know, the middle-aged women with red hair. It's not actual red hair, is it? They've dyed it, haven't they? Yeah, and... Is it something about... I like how you... Is it something about you... red? Is that, like, the best colour to cover up grey? Deepest. Um... I don't know. 
but I like how you're calling someone who's in their 60s middle-aged. <laughs> you just don't want to refer to yourself being around that age of being middle-aged. <laughs> well, if she lives to 120, she might be middle-aged. <laughs> how do you know she's in her 60s? She looked at <laughs> Yeah, but women always looked older back then as well. Like, in their 40s and 50s, they, that's what uh, they look like. They look like they're in their 60s. The men that? look like they're in their 60s because, you know, they just drink and <laughs> use asbestos to wash their hair. That's... <laughs> Who's that runner on the bench? He looks familiar. In their time in the AFL. It's a very important match in their brief history. And the crowd trying to do their part. You can hear them as Noble and Brogan slug it out. It's interesting they were chanting power. Because, you know, Port Adelaide, obviously not known as the power until they became an AFL club or the Magpies and still are in the SANFL yeah uh, Again, this is our most interesting podcast yet. What do you reckon, Jay? <laughs> I don't know, like, this is what happens when you let a Bulldogs supporter pick a game. <laughs> All I could hear is you furiously clicking your mouse. Yeah, I'm just kind of like trying to click on stuff to see because I got a bunch of stuff open and I'm just like, there's nothing really to say much about this game because like, it was a close game, but yeah. you know, the, the grand final with them beating Brisbane with the punch up happening and the, Whoa, the that's a like, kick. And like the last comment by, um, Uh, what's his name the coach you know calling them out with calling the sponsor out yeah it's like it kind of overshadows a lot of this hmm. or is it just because Port, Port Adelaide aren't very interesting well at the end of the day a team that plays that sort of very well executed football like they're starting to now I mean I know this still goes down to the wire but they're both... <laughs> Look at that TV screen. Yeah, I just don't get what's up with that. Why is it just flashing power, like, trying to throw <laughs> off the supporters, or...? No idea. There's not much left to score, is there? 
Oh no, there's still a bit left, yeah, still a few more goals to go, so... Cool. It's back and forth a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, put the hands up. You mean the acting? Uh, there was probably more in that one. But he wasn't in the contest to begin with, so... Yeah. It's funny how... Yeah, no way he was kicking that one. It's, it is funny how the, the era of the 2000s football went though, isn't it? When you think from... It started with being VFL, and then from 2001 through 2006, it was just national competition. Yeah. But then ended with VFL. <laughs> yeah, with the bullet as well. Yeah. So... I don't even keep staring at the camera. <laughs> it actually looked like his brain was just like, what? What are you? What are you staring at, mate? Why are you looking at me? Is there something behind me? Or what's what's so you know fascinating? See another kick that would have been called deliberate. Yeah. That's par for the course these days. There's an empty forward 50 at the other end. Yeah, well... Players now leg it down, don't they? Mm. Yeah, that's what they're going to do now. Oh, nice sidestep there. Yeah. It's got to be one of the best things to watch, though, isn't it? Is a good is a good sidestep dance to avoid one, two, or three players when you just watch them get around them. Oh, is this Marnie I again? guess the hand. Marnie. Oh, Marnie. Um, hand on the jumper, I guess, you know. Brogan the Bogan. Yeah. Free kicks like that are pretty weak though. I don't know if that was a free kick. Mm. I guess in the back maybe, because of the way he was brought down. No, it was for that first contest, not for the second one. Oh, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, well then, no. by the jumper. I don't know about that. See, he's got him by the jumper, that was what it's called for. 
Well, see, I don't really rate that when the forward is holding onto them as well. Yeah, particularly if they're backing back, it's just... Yeah. It's more the defender holding, holding the jumper so he doesn't get knocked over. It's not like you're allowed to, like, you know, go back. Uh, early 90s, where if the forward was doing that, you could just pick the defender up and throw them off to the yeah. side. So it's deliberate. Yeah, that's deliberate. Easily. Still, the Saints had a glorious scoring opportunity. Andrew Thompson shot missed by a long way, and that really is what cost them. Noble. Now here's Thompson. A reprieve. Harvey for revolt. Within range. Don't give it to Revolt. <laughs> he's, I love when they're like, oh, he's within range. It's like, just because he can kick 60 metres doesn't mean he's going to be able to kick it accurately. <laughs> he can kick 60 metres, just not straight. That's what, that's about 45? Maybe, maybe yeah, 40 metres. Maybe he should aim for the behind post, Joe. Maybe he should just... He kicked it. He got that. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm not even <laughs> going to say anything. He got it, so... I reckon he aimed for the behind post. <laughs> no, he said to himself, he just said, he goes, oh, I've missed five already. I've got to kick this. It's one in six. <laughs> I like that from the defender, though, where it's like, you know that they've won the contest. There's no need to go and embody them. Hmm. I mean, obviously, still stay on them for the extra pressure, but you don't need to run up like so many defenders do and just give them that extra nudge to be like... Yeah. It's just you, you take the chance of giving something away. Yeah, just something that just popped into my head. I think this is the first preliminary final held in Adelaide ever. So that's why it's packed with just blue <laughs> or teal, whatever colour you want I mean, to. The Crows. You want to... to this point, the Crows had never had a home preliminary final. And then when they did, they lost the grand final. Um, <laughs> Well, they'd have a home preliminary final in 06 that they lost as well. Yeah. It's got to suck being a Adelaide supporter during that time, against, especially against West Coast. Having it two years in a row. Yeah, two years in a row. Against the same teams always suck. It's like the um, last dance of the Utah Jazz. Yeah. It looks like he's hurt. I can't tell if it's just full of smoke or if it like looks like there's like dew in the air or something. Yeah. Or if it's just the technology. Uh, 17, 13 freeze, that's pretty big. 
Sometimes it's just the way the light refracts as well. That's a good clean up by them. You don't get that cold air kind of mist. Yeah. Well, it's get cold. It gets cold down that way, so. Yeah. I mean, I've got my Kathmandu jumper on my UGG boots, and it gets like warm, and I'm putting it on when it's you know 10 degrees because that's cold for Perth. I'm finding it's cold during the day more so than it in the evening now. Is that just you haven't got through a bottle of vodka yet before the evening, or? Uh, maybe it's because I haven't sat in my chair long enough, so by the time it hits this time of night, I've been sitting in my chair for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I've warmed everything up. I always hate seeing that. I always hate seeing that when you see two players from the same team go up and one of them's got the mark, he's he's pushing, you know, he's his opposition player out and then the other player from the same team comes up and ruins it. Yeah. Rewalt's on fire. Another good mark. But he always was such a strong marker though. Yeah. You can't take that away from him. He he was always such a strong body. And the crowd once again is deadly silent. Luke Ball. Time must just about be standing still for him. Oh, that, that was a good kick. Yeah, just bent back, didn't it? Yeah, when I saw it go off the boot, it was like, yeah, this isn't going in. Good decision to pass that on, though. Mm. Smart to run into that space. See, that's a good celebration. That's a so. Yeah, we needed this, but yeah, yeah. we've still got so much further to go. Well, it's all square now. Comes down to however many minutes? Ten minutes left. Eight minutes. Eight and a half. Yeah, literally a kick as well. Wow. It just it's one of those games where the Saints probably should have won, but Port mm. Adelaide just took the most of their opportunities. Yeah. And the Saints, just, I don't know, it's almost ingrained in their culture. Like, well, I guess what Hugh was saying, it's so far ingrained in them that they just don't know what to do when they need to do it. Yeah. Because this is like the 2010 Grand Final, you know? Yeah, you're right there.
high tackle. I mean, it, it, it was, but when you're kind of like trying to worm your way through the opposition. St Kilda 14-2 in the uh, hitouts, and Trent Noble's been outstanding this quarter. He's even had release players to go forward. Brogan and Lay, they both went out at Harvey. Unstoppable. Carr. And he goes again. Out to halfback. And Blake versus Burgoyne. Blake, not as nimble as his Big gamble, but, but dangerous one. Very, very dangerous. Whose aging legs take him over and the ball over the line. And that is a St Kilda forward line. We see Kaczynski up forward. Garrick is standing right on the fence with his opponent. Who did the Saints come in 2005? Noble and Brogan. Uh, they made another prelim. So 2005. Whoa, there's a goal. That's that's the last goal too. What is it? Yeah. What a goal from the pocket. So this is really this game was. Yes, that's a good kick. <laughs> He's given Port back the lead. Prior to that, across the night, both teams had held the lead for 53 minutes. The rest of the time it had been level. Yeah, so the Saints make top four in 2005 and they knock off Adelaide in their first final in Adelaide. So they get a home prelim against Sydney. And Sydney run over them in the last quarter. I actually think if the Saints had made it to 2005 Grand Final, we would have ripped them apart. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, well. What may have been. Should have gone back to back. Fucking Sydney. Although Sydney was such a strong team that year, so. Six and a half minutes remaining in this memorable final. Hazor! Colorblind! Wow. Why would you. Six minutes left. In, as a as Saint supporter, you'd be going one more kick, and it's back even. As yeah. a Port supporter, you'd be going one more kick, and we probably won this. Oh, so much time left, though. Yeah, but just how contested it is. Mm. The ball's not moving. It, it's going from end to end, but it's not really moving cleanly. Yeah. And it gets to that 50, so... That was a bad handball, wasn't it? I mean, that was in the back, but... Yeah. Marnie giving it away. Commentator catching up to it. <laughs> oh, Montgomery calling inside. There's a whistle. Is a Port Adelaide free kick. James's ball. When do they start going defensive? Do you think? 
Five minute warning. There we go. Five minute warning. Just, you know, throw herself completely and now count upwards. <laughs> I know you've touched on this multiple times, but that was probably the most irritating thing when you were sitting there watching the game going, when's it going to end? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's close. when is it going to end? Uh, I know there's people out there who love it, though. They love that unknown. The sirens can go in the, at any time. Well, it's funny when like, you'd see the games push out to like 32, 33, 34 minutes and you're just sort of waiting yeah. for it to go. Do reckon it's bullshit when time, the time goes that long? Sometimes I'm thinking oh. there, is the guy blo who's blowing the siren just going, eh, I can just do this whenever I feel like it. <laughs> He's just going to sleep. <laughs> Bloke who does the siren actually hates AFL, so they're just like, no, nah, I'm just going to sleep for whatever time. <laughs> He's gone off for a, you know, 10 minute grub bag break. Has <laughs> your boss? Oh, man. <laughs> He barely got that. James At this point, you'd be thinking that you probably won it as Port Adelaide. Holy shit, is Ozzy Jones playing? Barely seen him. He definitely played in the 97 Grand Final. So two, well, I guess a loss and then... How did he miss this? She's just happy. <laughs> they're not that happy. See, they're true supporters. They're just like, no, he can't kick this his shit. Everyone's too knackered to buddy make a lead. They're like, nah, you're gonna kick it. Where's he kicking from, 50? This is everything. Fucking hell. So, really, this is where St. Kilda should have scored. It's been, about three, it's been about three minutes since that five minute warning. It's just bringing back PTSD for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just make sure my phone's not near my hand. 
over there, Foreign. He's not quick, he's not tall, he just keeps having a go, doesn't he? Just built for finals football. Lade bringing it down, Powell the steal, Voss, Brogan. Anybody. In the end, nobody. It's a long way so this is where you, you start going, Port's probably got this. <laughs> St Kilda going, yep, we're used to this. That guy with the mustache. He's so happy. He's like rocking out to the power chant. Another out on the full? Yeah. Yeah. He still had plenty of time. Yeah, it's been. Rewalt just took too long. He just needed to do a small quick kick, didn't he? Yeah. Oh. oh, I remember this. Seconds now. <laughs> we can get Gary was just gonna go fuck you. I'm gonna try and just walk through you all. Might <laughs> just drag five of them to the goalpost and try and score. That's what he needs to do. He needs to get the ball. Get about five of them hanging off him, and then dish it off to someone free. Oh, was that a free kick? Oh, I missed it. It's been about six minutes since the five-minute warning. Yeah, but it's also got you got to remember stoppages. Yeah, I know, I know. There you go. So that only yeah. added an extra minute. See, that was a pretty quick one. Usually they drag yeah. on for about eight minutes or so. Ah, oh, poor Saint Kilda. See. Now you can't like obviously throw Rewalt under the bus, but I, it just felt like he just went too slow with that that kick in. Like he needed to move quicker. Yeah. And that you see it all the time. Those sort of kicks. If you're waiting for a target to open up in the 50, it never happens. You've just got to create the short one, and then from there you still got everyone running around. You can get another short kick in. So. Oh my God, this is the worst song in the AFL. I'm not listening to it. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh my god. Nah, I don't know. Let's just pause it. Let's not listen to that shit. Goodbye, Port Adelaide. You're in the grand final, so shut up. And you win it, you wankers. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so I mean... Thanks, Hugh, for picking that game. That was... I don't know. I wasn't into it. Were you? 
Nah, it's just too many St. Kilda games. Like St. Kilda games just are boring. <laughs> not, nothing against St. Kilda, but it's like, there's just, I don't know. It's like a Hugh kind of called it, I guess. They live to be miserable. Yeah, maybe next time we do a St. Kilda game, we'll have to find one that actually win. Might be oh, yeah. More exciting. Do we we'll have to go through like do we hours to... and hours and hours of footage. We're so synchronized that we talk at the same time. Do you want to dwell on this one anymore? Um, no, I think it, it. You know, it's kind of all there was to it, really. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. Sometimes with, with preliminary finals, in particular, it's kind of it's just the okay. That's out of the way. The grand finals next week now, so that's the important one. So it's kind of just like a stepping stone of a game. Yeah. And they, you know, like, well, yeah, unlike, I guess even the game with Geelong and Brisbane was still pretty close. It was, what, one and a half kicks difference, so. Yeah, there were a couple of tight finals and Brisbane play. This this one was on the Friday night, Port and St Kilda. Brisbane have to play Geelong on the Saturday night at the MCG, which is why Lee Matthews is kind of still shitty Pissed. about it. I think he's yeah. I think he argued that a leash could have been during the day to give him a bit more time to fly back and start preparing. Well, yeah, I mean, it probably would have made more sense to let them have it. But then, you know, it would have made more sense for it to be on a Friday night because, it's, you know, it should have been Brisbane's home. But that's that was the rules then. So, But he can't, he can't argue too much. He had three in a row. I know he wanted four, but... <laughs> Shall we look forward to next week and, and pick something that we're, we're going to sink our teeth into a bit more? Oh, well, I'll let you pick, because... Me? Yeah, unless you... I don't know, like, I was going to say, unless you want to do, like, a, a shorter one and we'll do the second half of, like, the Miracle on Grass, if we can find it, because the first half is really average. Um, alright, so next week. One that I have been thinking about doing for a while actually is a grand final that I wouldn't mind re-watching because I kind of enjoy how it ends is the 2012 that's Hawthorne versus Sydney Yeah, okay Just because Yeah, we can do that one Why not? Alright Well, let's put that in for next week uh, I'm not sure if we'll get a guest or not Could get Royce <laughs> <laughs> Hey Royce, remember this game? He probably thinks they won it the question is, would he pass out before it finished? <laughs> I do have a friend who is a Sydney supporter, but I haven't, I haven't spoken to him for a while, so I'd have to have to hunt him down. But anyway, is that because you punched him in the face, or oh, it was only a couple of times? <laughs> you know, when when they beat us in two thousand and fifteen, you just laid into him three or four times. Sydney but, supporter, yeah. I said. Oh, well. If I want a no, Hawthorne supporter, fun. I can ask my cousin, but uh, he'll be boring. But I'll have some interesting stories of that day anyway, the 2012 yeah. final. Uh, shall we wrap it up and call it a night? I'm I'm pretty pretty much over this one. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah, so. I think we're a little bit rusty after having the week off. So Sorry you didn't get our best today, listeners, but you, know, you get what you're given. And if you've made it this far, then... We promise we'll try harder next time. How's that? Yep. All right. Thanks, Jay. Do best. Thank you, and enjoy your weekend. Yeah. Thanks. You too. Let's wrap it up now, and we'll go out with our intro. 
which I will no doubt replace with the Police Academy theme. Good night. Hit the boundary line! Like a cork in the ocean over his head, the terrorist sets sail for home! Perfect he is! He's got the most important!